Welcome to Passion and Profit. If you're a small business owner or solo entrepreneur, this episode is for you. It would not only help you achieve your business goals, but it will also help you enjoy the process. Let's get started. I wanted to be making sales. So as a store owner, that inventory would come in, I'd pull it out of the box, throw it on a hanger, steam it really fast, get it out on the floor and sell it sometimes before I'd even put it into my point of sale system. And it took my team coming to me and saying, Sierra, slow down, take an extra 10 minutes and receive it properly because we can't do our job of managing the inventory if you don't record it properly. Passion and Profit with your host, Delmeth Morales, the podcast for makers and manufacturers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Delmeth. This podcast is created by Inventora, the all-in-one inventory system for makers and manufacturers. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of an inventory-based business with Sierra Stockland. Uh, We previously had a conversation with her about using your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash. If you haven't heard that episode, please go to our uh, YouTube or in all of our channels to listen to this amazing episode. It's going to help you a lot in your business and it's going to tell you the benefits of why to have a healthy inventory to keep more cash and more profit in your business. So um, just to remember you who is Sierra. Sierra is an author and a speaker with vast experience in both retail and wholesale industries. And she recently launched the Inventory Genius. It's a coaching program for inventory-based business owners. So I think her experience is super useful for us, the makers and the small business owners. So Sierra, welcome to our podcast again. Uh, Please introduce yourself and thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for being willing to talk about inventory and numbers and financials. It's not always the most exciting topic, but very important that we have a good grasp and really understand the ins and outs of inventory. Um, If we are a manufacturer, a wholesaler, a maker, a retailer, if you manage inventory at all, we really need to understand how it works in the business. So I'm excited to be here today. Um, Like you mentioned, I am a small business owner, um, retailer, wholesaler in my past. Um, I also built a subscription box for retailers and wholesalers, launched that and sold it within 18 months. Um, So I have touched a lot of inventory in my career of 20 plus years, Um, whether it was on the retail side, the wholesale side, the subscription box side. I've really been on each side of inventory and have worked with a lot of inventory based business owners as well. So I remember um, when I had my outlet designer outlet store, which was my retail store. Uh, we would go to LA and I would work directly with designers and manufacturers on overstocks, liquidations, um, you know, closeouts, things like that. And I've always been fascinated by how much inventory you can accumulate in a very short amount of time and how your cash can get so tied up in that inventory. And so I am really excited just to chat today. Love to hear that. I know that no one, like it's very like not normal to have someone willing to talk about inventory right so i think to find someone that gets that 
you know that um, Inventora, uh, the creators of this podcast, uh, are thinking about that specific thing in your business. And to talk about this main issue that we all small business owners face with someone that gets it, I think it's such a great thing because we can take the good and the bad and honestly be able to understand why it's so important to talk about this. Yes. So I will leave you the time just to start talking. I'm so excited to learn and I'll be just probably asking questions. That sounds great. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk about just the ins and outs of inventory, um, really where our inventory shows up, how it relates to the financials. And then what are some some key things? What are three key things to think about when we're selling anything? So whether we're selling product that we've made and created and designed, or we're selling someone else's product, whether we're wholesaling it or retailing it, um, what to think about. So the ins and outs of inventory. First, where does inventory show up? Um, and how does the buying process work? So even if you're a manufacturer, let's say you, you're you a t-shirt manufacturer, you have inventory in raw goods and you have finished goods. And it's really important to understand that there's, of course, a value, which we know we exchange money or find, you know, a financial exchange between the raw materials and, um, you know, and the inventory that we get in or the the materials and the cash that we exchange. Um, but we don't often think of it as an asset to our business. So I'm thinking particularly about a manufacturer I visited out in LA and he designs um, higher end women's apparel and then he private labels apparel as well. And so he has several types of inventory. First, he has the raw materials, these massive bolts of fabric. He has dye. So he dyes his fabric. He has, um, you know, the, the different um, zippers and buttons and you know, the accessories to create these beautiful inventory items. And then he puts those together, creates them. And now he has finished inventory that he goes and wholesales. And so on both sides of it, it's really important, you know, for someone like him to understand that there's an asset value to that. And we need to count it and make sure that it's super accurate. So understanding the raw material and the value with that. And then once it's put together and we create a finished good, now we have inventory you know, essentially in boxes sitting on shelves willing or ready to sell. So as I was kind of touring his his warehouse and looking, I said, why do you have all of this inventory over here in the corner on shelves? It seems like the styles are maybe a little outdated or there was, you know, dates on boxes from several years ago. And he said, well, that's product that I created and the customer didn't pay me or this customer went out of business or, you know, they short Um, you know, I had to short ship them because they owed on past invoices. There's lots of different reasons. I said, well, let's move that inventory. Let's turn that inventory back into cash. Um, And so it was really easy for him to keep the raw materials, you know, be really tight with his raw materials. But then when it came to excess inventory that was already finished, he would just let that sit in boxes, cash in boxes, cash on shelves. And so understanding that all of that is part of our asset as an inventory based business is going to be really important. Yes, I think that's something that happens a lot. Maybe you're so excited to create something and building your business and your products, and then you don't focus on what you have there already created in, in your shelves. And like we talked about uh, in our last episode, it was like, that's money that you're losing, right? So I think to have that conscience and saying, okay, I'm not going to make something right now 
I have a lot of things here that I can buy, I, that I can sell. It's something that is going to help us move our business, move our things, uh, our products in raw materials as well. Because, for example, if you're making skincare, um, you're going to see like a lot of raw materials are going to expire. And probably you're, you don't know that they're there expiring. And then you have to buy a lot and have to buy more of that. And that's how we start losing money and probably we're not seeing that. So that's a very important thing to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so many pieces that we need to really tighten up when it comes to our inventory in our business. So like you mentioned, keeping track of dates if you have things that expire. Um, you know, the illustration I gave of, okay, you have canceled orders, you have people who didn't pay for their orders. So you have this product that's sitting on your shelves we need to turn and burn that. Like, let's move it out. Let's get rid of it. Um, also, just quality control or ringing in our inventory in and out of our system correctly. So I was working with a client recently. She's a skincare distributor, actually. And the inventory that was showing up at her point of sale system did not match the inventory value in her accounting system. And she really, I mean, she has a really great business. She moves a lot of units, um, but she does a lot of it herself. So she knows there's not a theft problem because that's the first thing like why is our inventory off well is there theft right she knows there's not a theft problem and she knows her shipping's pretty accurate like she does most of it herself so there's not a lot of mistakes being made why do we have this massive discrepancy and so we looked at how she received damaged goods so if she got a shipment from her supplier some of it came damaged she would receive it in one way and then she would sell it out under a different skew or she'd move it around in her point of sale system or she wouldn't receive it because it was damaged. But then on the invoice, it showed she had actually paid for it. And so things like that can quickly um, influence our financials and not give us accurate data. So then we're working off of dirty data too. So it's really important with our inventory to understand that you know we need good tight processes for selling what we already have, but also on the receiving side of things or when we damage or, or donate inventory that we're doing that properly as well. I think that's something really important what is your like best advice to keep track of that, to avoid that discrepancies and all of that in our inventory? What should yeah, we do so, to avoid that? Yeah. So first of all, getting really um, diligent about taking monthly inventory, which everyone right now is probably, thought, oh my goodness, do I really have to? I always get pushed back. Do I really have to? Um, so first of all, like we need to do it annually. Like there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to take an annual inventory at the end of the year, make sure that your books are accurate, but get into a habit of doing this monthly as well. Now, this doesn't mean we have to take an entire inventory every month. You could get into a routine of spot checking. So maybe every month you rotate through different categories or different parts of the warehouse and you just spot check. So every month you're doing another portion of your inventory to keep it under control. Regardless, we want to get into the habit of really counting our inventory and matching it to what's both in our accounting system and our point of sale system. Um, that would be the first thing. And then I think second is creating good rhythms and processes for receiving inventory or receiving raw materials. Don't skip to the front of the line. So um, in my retail store, I was always in a hurry because I wanted to sell things, right? And so boxes would come in. We, our store, our flagship store was about 4,000 square feet. So it was quite large. We had a lot of inventory and we were an outlet. So we moved inventory really fast because it was sold at a good, a good price. 
and I wanted to be making sales. So as a store owner, that inventory would come in, I'd pull it out of the box, throw it on a hanger, steam it really fast, get it out on the floor and sell it sometimes before I'd even put it into my point of sale system. And it took my team coming to me and saying, Sierra, slow down, take an extra 10 minutes and receive it properly because we can't do our job of managing the inventory if you don't record it properly. So get into a good rhythm, a good system, and a process for receiving inventory. Take care of issues right away would be the third thing. So if you receive materials or if you receive inventory and you have damages or you've been short shipped, record that and contact the vendor. Get that taken care of. Get a credit memo, get a replacement. Um, Take care of those pieces right away because it's much easier to take care of those discrepancies right away when they come in in small batches than trying to catch up on it at the end of the year when we have just such a mess and nothing matches up. Yeah, that makes sense. And speaking of suppliers, I think we, at the beginning, we're just trying the suppliers that suit our business better. Um, how can we analyze the supplier performance? Like, how should we take that decision of saying, This one is good for me. This one is not working. Uh, what key factors should we look for? Make it like something beneficial for our business? Yeah, you know, I think it comes down to really understanding your numbers. If this, you know, let's take the skincare example. I have a client that, like I mentioned, she distributes. Okay, so she has multiple lines that she distributes. Some of them she loves personally, but the sales just aren't there. And so if we can double down on the inventory that's actually selling, what her customers actually want to buy from her, that's going to be so much smarter for her in the profitability game, like to get more profitable, to keep more cash, to take a bigger paycheck. So move your emotion to the side and focus on the data And you can't focus on the data if you don't have clean data to look at. And so that's why we have to receive properly, do those inventory checks, make sure that our systems match up and that the numbers that we're looking at are actually accurate numbers. Makes sense. And I I think this is very attached to, I know that you want to talk about our cost of goods and how important is, is that in our business. Um I think the suppliers, uh, the supply orders is very attached to the cost of goods, of course. Uh, what should we take into consideration in our cost of goods? Yes. Yeah, so there's three things um, to consider when you are selling your inventory or looking at your numbers or deciding what to sell or who to sell from. So sales goals, first of all, like what's your break even in your business? And then above the break even, You know, what are some profit goals that you have? Is there debt that you want to pay down? Do you want to start taking a consistent paycheck? Do you want to build a savings account? Do you want to expand? So what are some goals that you have? And then you back into those goals with your break even to decide how much you need to sell in the first place. Then the second thing you're going to consider and really focus on is your cost of goods sold. So what if you create and make those sales goals, how much of that money do you get to keep? What is your gross margin? So the cost of goods sold measurement comes from the cost that's actually been sold. 
So if I made $100,000, what did that inventory cost me that I sold for the $100,000? Not what did I purchase and stock in my warehouse this month, but what was the cost of those sales? And you need to be consistently looking at that cost of goods sold, measuring the gross margin so that ultimately it can deliver you the, the maximum amount of net profit. It can cover your break even, cover any debt that you're servicing, um, and then any profit that you want to save. So margin is really important. And when you're looking and comparing maybe vendors, suppliers, um, again, taking the emotion out of it, if supplier A brings me 55% gross margin and supplier B brings me 65% gross margin and I have an option, let's move towards supplier B. Let's create better relationships. Let's negotiate even better discounts and deals. Um, and then also, I think looking at from the vendor or supplier standpoint, the accuracy and the timeliness of the shipments and the relationship with you. So maybe you get great gross margin from supplier B, but they always ship mistakes. They're always shipping late. You're you know, losing out or missing out on opportunity for sales. Then we need to reevaluate that too, because all of that costs us margin. So I think all of those pieces are really key and really important to look at. Yeah, I think that's very important. And I think also what you mentioned before, the goals of your business to focus on, to set up like the profit margin based on your goals. For example, if you're on debt, uh, you're going to think about that when you're pricing your products as well. Or if you want to... Uh, start saving for building a shop or have a storefront. So all of those goals, and I believe in to have a business plan is very useful in this case because that way it's not going to just help you in the marketing side of your business, but also in your inventory and administrative things of the, of the business, correct? Yeah, so absolutely. I think setting up your goals and then forward and seeing the cost of your goods and how much uh, you need to make in order to be profitable uh, are the like the main things that you should do right yeah absolutely yes so important and then um, I think I have a question because I have been looking around all the ins and outs of an inventory based business um, can you talk a little bit about what's inventory turnover? Yeah, so you want to start measuring your inventory turn, which is how quickly an entire SKU or a category or a design sells through. So this you're going to look at in, in large periods of time, usually quarterly or biannually, and you really want your inventory turn to be spot on. So if your inventory is turning too slow, so let's say you're only turning through this category twice a year, meaning of all the money you invest, that inventory investment only sells, you know, two times a year, that's going to be too slow. So we can say, okay, maybe it's a wrong category. Maybe the brand doesn't work. Maybe it's priced too high. There's some reasons for that. Um, if your inventory is turning too fast, that can also be an indicator that you could mark your inventory up a little. Um, or maybe you need to stock more, you're missing out on sales, your inventory is turning so fast. And if you had more of that particular type of inventory, you would actually be making more cash. So it's really important to look at inventory turn. And um, you just look at this by seeing what your average inventory value is, and then looking at the cost of goods for that same period of time. And then that will tell you what your turn of inventory, your rate of turn is. Perfect. 
I think that's something that we don't think to do when we are like involved in all of the things in the business. The inventory turnover, we're just trying to sell. And if it's selling faster, we're trying to make more and more and more and that's it. Or if it's if it's not selling, then we just leave it there and we have money in our shelves that we're losing. So I think that's something really useful. And also, I know that it's very helpful for us not to make uh, our decisions just emotionally, like just with our emotions. Uh, what data should we take into consideration when making uh, decisions, having an inventory-based business? Yeah, so you want to make sure you're looking at your gross margin. That's going to be really important. Are you making your sales goals? How many units are you selling per transaction? What is your average transaction? Those are all going to be KPIs or key performance indicators that you should be consistently looking at. Um, you can also look at, you know, rate of return customers. You can look at conversion rates on your web, if your website e-commerce, like what's your conversion rate? If you have walk-in traffic, what's your conversion rate? All of that plays a factor into what type of inventory, how you stock it, what your product mix is, and then ultimately, are you making your sales goals and is it delivering you a net profit or are you you know, coming up short on sales goals or are you making the sales goals, but you're having to mark the inventory down and do constant sales in order to make sales goals we need to reevaluate. So those would be some key metrics to take a look at. And how often should you recommend us to look at that data? Monthly for sure, weekly for some of it. So, you know, if you have a sales goal, measure that every single Monday, you know, every Monday, make it your money Monday, take a look at what's going on in your business when it comes to your money. Am I on track for my sales goal for the month? What does my margin look like? What are my conversion rates? What's my average ticket? You can look at those things compared to um, employee to employee. So if you have sales, if you have a sales force or if you have a sales team in a brick and mortar, you know, who's who has the highest average ticket? Are certain people making conversion rates and some are not? So those are things you want to keep a pulse on pretty consistently. And then you want to look at your profit and loss and balance sheet monthly. Um, and then I would just review your quarterly financial goals as well. Awesome. I think that's very helpful. And also, I know that you mentioned before, like you have an inventory system or a place to put all your data, but is that the optimal way to do it or people can start using a spreadsheet or what's the best way to start? Yeah, so you want to make sure you have two systems. A point of sale system really tracks and measures the inventory and then an accounting system measures the financials that go along with the inventory. So you want to make sure you have both financials and point of sale system. And then you can create tools like with a lot of my clients, um, I build out tools for them dashboards where they can track specific parts of the inventory. So if we're building out a buying budget, what that looks like, you know, as far as a product mix, how many units are selling, um, you know, different KPIs, we can measure those in various spreadsheets and tools and things like that. But basically start with a point of sale system and an accounting system, and then make sure that they are both kept up to date and are very accurate. Awesome. I think Inventora, not to brag, but it's very useful for this part of the business. And I think if you start using the syst a system since the very beginning, it's going to be easier for you to translate that once your business is already more established. Yes. Right. 
Yes. So I think that was pretty much all of my questions. I don't know if you want to add anything else, if we're losing a little bit of information that you want to talk about. Um, I would just encourage everyone, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, you might say, oh, my goodness, I haven't been doing these things and I've been in business for a decade. And how do I start? It can be very overwhelming. Start small. So choose one one metric, one key performance indicator, one number you're going to fall in love with and you're going to get to know. Maybe it's your margin. Maybe you just say for the next quarter, for the next two quarters, I'm just going to start digging into my margin. I need to know what's going on with the margin in my business. Maybe it's sales goals. Maybe you just want to start at the top and say, I've never created a sales goal based off of the needs of the business. I actually, you know, I want to base a goal off the needs of the business and then see how inventory plays into that. Um, Maybe you don't have an accounting system. So your first step is to just hire a bookkeeper. So don't let all of the ideas that I went over overwhelm you. Just choose one thing, do it well, and then move to the next thing and keep layering those on. Yes, absolutely. I will take that advice. I think we try to be in all of our places at the same time. And at at the end of it all, we're not doing anything. So focusing on making just one thing at a time, baby steps, is going to be more successful. Absolutely. And then you build the confidence because you accomplish something and you do it well. And you build confidence and confidence breeds more action. So that's what we need to do. I love that. So everyone, there you have my conversation with Sierra. Go check out Sierra and her business in the link of our show notes. I hope you find this episode helpful. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a follow. And if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. And thank you for being here. Um, thank Sierra, you so much. I was forgetting something I want to for you to tell everyone how can they find you in social media how can they contact you if they need some help yes so the first step would be to get my book inventory genius it's a very simple read it'll take you about two hours you can get it on kindle audible or the paper copy you can find it on amazon or you can buy it directly on my website sierrastockland.com and that would be a great place to connect with me If you want a profit strategy call with me, we just dive into your inventory and I can give you some tips and point you in direction of some further learning. I would love to do that. So check out the website and then on socials, Sierra Stockland as well. Awesome. Thank you everyone for being here and until next time. And if you're interested to learn more about Inventora to help you keep track of your inventory stock levels, visit inventora.com.